God, to come here, God. Meet us here, God. Be in the seats right now, oh God, as we are getting ready to worship you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you for traveling mercies, oh God. People say that, but we really thank you, God, because people die every day from accidents. God, we ask you, oh God, to watch over our children, our teens, oh God, especially as all everything that's happening in the world, oh God, protect our teens, God. We ask you, oh God, to just be here, God. We need you more, God. We want to be more like you, God. We want to be more loving like you, oh God. Thank you, God. Hold us, oh God, here, oh God. Keep us here in your in your peace and your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask for. You know that. Just slip your hand. Slip your hand.
could we ever think about giving up on God? Because he never gives up on us. And so we're grateful that we can come tonight. Thank you, Tori, for blessing us musically. This is the day the Lord has made. And we are glad and we are rejoicing in it. And even in that rejoicing, we move in the spirit of prayer. The Bible says men and women ought always to pray and to pray without ceasing. We pray for our world, our nation, earthquakes, weather events on the West Coast, whatever it is. But we know God is indeed able. He's able. He's able. He's able. So we go to God in prayer. If you want to come to the altar, if you want to kneel, stand, sit. It matters not about your prayer position, but your connection with God. And God can do it over and over again. Have a little talk with Jesus because that can make everything all right. We lift up families who've dealt with transition of loved ones, crime in our streets, education. Let's pray. for things and concerns in our prayer vessel in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs a miracle. A breakthrough. children at the altar. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful sight. Cover them. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How beautiful, how wonderful. How glorious, how victorious. Many times I ask Pam Brown to pray. I'm going to ask Peter Brown to pray. Come on, Peter. You're going to be our, our prayer intercessor tonight. God is able. Have your way. Glory to God. Lord, that God, for the church family as a whole. We pray, Lord, that God, as we, we 
have your way this day, Lord, as only you can. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. That's trustee Peter Brown. Amen. Thank you, Peter, for that prayer. Go right ahead, Tori. Yes, Lord. get enough of that name. You can get too much of the stuff, but you can't get too much of the name of Jesus. We're going to our seats around the building, and indeed, we welcome you to the First Baptist Church of Highland Park, the city on the hill, and there's still power at the park. If you are a first-time guest here, we welcome you with the love of Jesus, and if you're here tonight for the first time, just simply stand so that we can acknowledge anyone who was worshiping with us for a first time, for a first time. And certainly we, again, welcome back others who've been away and back. And so we certainly stand in faith. God bless you, Sister Bimadoro. What a wonderful worship for your son on last Sunday afternoon. And we're certainly grateful for just everybody, everybody uh, that's in the house of God tonight as we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And so we certainly give God praise and honor and glory. And with that in mind, it's offering time. And so let's get ready to give as unto the Lord. And we certainly we see the ways to give. Uh, you can scan QR code and give. Uh, give LaFac. Uh, there's Cash App. Uh, there's, uh, again, you can go outside if you want to access the ATM outside to the left, and you can you can find that. And so we're certainly grateful to God, grateful for the opportunity to give back to God a portion of that which He's given unto us. Uh, we believe that the tenth ought to be given from the top. Many are already giving um, three sixty-five gifts and fifty-two gifts and all of that. But if you want an envelope, put your hand up. Put your hand up if you want an envelope, and they got a hand back there. Uh, over here, uh, Deacon Oliver, uh, hand over there. 
Amen. Praise God. Brother Charlie Sproul has walked in the room. Amen. So we thank God for that. I see you smiling, Ron Harden. Amen. But we're certainly grateful for everyone as we prepare to give as unto the Lord. And we're certainly grateful for the opportunity. And we, again, our online family, online is fine because you can be all over the country and give. And we certainly thank God for that. And uh, we certainly give God praise for all things. Amen. Everybody, as my Texas cousin would say, is everybody scrape? And want to make sure y'all scrape now. All right. And if you have your gift, your giving apparatus, we want you to lift it up. We want to pray over it and pray over you. And we thank God for some of giving 52 gifts, $52 gifts as you work your way up to 365. However you do it. We do it to the glory of God. Bless now the gifts that we share all to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And after which, highlights from the hill. That's right. Come on, my little friends. I see y'all got it first. Got it first. All right. That's right. Go ahead, Tori. Let God use you.
Well, hello, Highland Park family and friends. Welcome to another spirit-filled service here at the park. My name is Tanja Palmer of the Connections Team, bringing you this week's highlights from the hill. The First Baptist Church of Highland Park's Business by the Book class registration are now open. Classes will actually be Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. starting March 28. Each class session will cover key aspects of business operation from a biblical perspective and require weekly homework. Students must attend at least seven classes to graduate and receive a certificate of completion. For more information, contact the facilitators Deborah Jackson and or James Silver at bbb-ministry at f bhp.org. The First Baptist Church of Highland Park Discipleship Ministry is offering small group Bible classes starting Tuesday, February the 20th. This study is using the Navigators 2.7 series, Growing Strong in God's Family. You may register at fbhp.org or call the church administrative office. Registration is now open for the First Baptist Church of Highland Park Crown Financial Ministry Biblical Study. This 10-week biblical financial study teaches you how to manage money according to God's principles and enter into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Adult classes will be every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. starting March the 12th and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. It's your choice. For more information, contact the Crown Financial Ministries coordinators, Brother L. Anthony or Sister Rowena Perez at www.crown.fbhp.org. The Teen Crown class will start on Sunday, March the 10th, and will run through May the 12th, and we are calling on all teens. Class is at 9 a.m. during our Sunday Biblical Institute Sunday School time. Teens planning to apply for church scholarships should be sure to take this required course as a part of your scholarship application requirements. Visit the church website or call the church administrative office for more information. Hello, Highland Park family. In order for us to help you receive your information in a timely manner, please update your address and telephone number with the administrative office. Change of address forms are available in the administrative office and online at www.fbhp.org. Go to the media drop-down, choose church forms, and then change of address. Please join us for the beginning of the year congregational conference meeting. Virtually and in person on Monday, February 5th at 7 o'clock p.m. We will share important matters of the church. You must be a member to register and attend the meeting. For those of you who have registered for the January 29th conference, you will not have to re-register to join the February 5th meeting. Haven't registered yet? No worries. Visit the church website and click on the flyer to register. No email? No problem. Call the church administrative office to get your call-in number. And please do not share the call-in information. Deadline to register is Sunday, February 4th by 4 o'clock p.m. Well, that's it for this week's Highlights from the Hill. Did you miss anything? Don't you worry. You can find all of that and more on our website at www.fbhp.org or on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or X. This week's announcements are brought to you by the Connections team. And just in case you forgot, it's not your average church bulletin. (laughs) Have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed week. Bye. Praise God for all the things that God is indeed doing and thank our connections team for all of the information. 
that we are able to share in. We're already excited about worship in the morning. Bowie State University Concert Choir will be with us both 7.30 as well as 10.45. And so we're looking forward to hearing of them and worshiping with them and even praying for them uh, as us, as these students and even those who are products of Bowie State in the house tonight. Amen. Uh, amen. So we thank God for the Bulldogs are here. And we thank God for that. And again, the blessing that Bowie State has been in our community for so many years. We're looking, again, we're certainly grateful for each of you sharing with us tonight. Our curbside groceries on Wednesdays has gotten off to a, a rolling start. And again, every, every Wednesday, they are out in the parking lot. And uh, in, it's a blessing from one to two, fresh produce and the like. And we're certainly grateful for so many for doing so much and, and make, again, making an impact on the lives of others. And again, we certainly, this upcoming Monday at six o'clock, the Elevation Career Network uh, is going to be talking about uh, EEO, you should know. Uh, equal opportunity, you should know, discussing equal opportunity and your rights. Magda Gomez-Brown, equity advocate and federal EEO expert, is going to be a part of that virtual gathering at 6 o'clock. So if you want to get, again, you're somewhere else, and you're going to be moving from one channel to another uh, with our congregational conference, uh, you can do that on Monday. But we're getting ready again. We're certainly grateful for everyone in worship tonight. Any anniversaries this weekend or this week and you're in worship, we want to salute you. And if that's the case, you can stand up right now. If not anniversaries, how about a birthday? Birthdays this weekend or this week and you're in worship, we certainly say happy birthday to you as well. Where? Oh, oh. You're not standing for yourself, so who are you standing for? Lydia will be 21 on tomorrow. Lydia Williams. Wow, time flies. And again, we thank God for that. And again, God bless you, Rev. Williams. And thank you for your message on last Saturday night. Amen. We thank God for that. And even uh, worship leading by Dr. Austin is, again, appreciative. Uh, as well. Well, we're getting ready. It's preaching time, and we get ready to share the Word of God, and certainly uh, quite a blessing uh, to be back on Saturday night. I was in Austin, Texas on yesterday for a funeral of my cousin, second cousin. I was in Dallas on Thursday uh, for the Rainbow Push Coalition uh, installation of the Reverend Dr. Frederick Haynes as their new CEO. And, of course, the legendary uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson was in the house, and certainly uh, he's dealing with health issues, and we indeed pray for him. Also, uh, he at least had two, might have one or two of his sons and his wife all were in Dallas on, on a, a Thursday night. But it was a high time, and again, for, and we pray for Dr. Haynes' new role uh, as God is indeed going to use him to the glory of God. But as excited as we are about the first birth, even more excited, Felicia, we are about the second birth. 
because you know the Bible says you got to be born again. And so we certainly thank God for that. And even tonight, the invitation will be extended to you. Join church. Join Jesus. Join the kingdom of God. Make a wonderful decision. And I guarantee you that the best is yet to come. And the rest of your life, that's right, Sharon, can be the best of your life. Come on, Tori. Bless us in your own way. And then we get ready to share the gospel message.
into our hearts. Worship. Guide us in all things. Lord, we love you. We adore you. We magnify your name. How grateful we are to be in this place at this time. Holy Spirit, have your way. Even as we move into Black History Month, we welcome you. We welcome you into everything that we do. And even now, dear God, think with my mind. Speak with my voice. Use me to your glory so that men, women, boys, and girls might come running saying, what must I do to be saved? I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Holy Spirit, have your way, even at this time of proclamation of your word. And we claim victory in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's clap those hands together in the joy of the Lord. We stand, if we can, as we turn our attention to the gospel according to St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 16 is where we turn our focus Good to see Peter and Pam Brown. We are registering for our Valentine's event. Tickets are going and seats are going fast. So if you're waiting to the last minute, you might not want to do that. You might miss out. And so we do ask that you uh, pay attention to that. And again, we're also going to have a new, another announcement. Our singles are going to have an event. And we'll be making, we will be having that, uh, that information available and surrounding this season that we are in. Luke chapter 16, uh, 19, verse 19 is where we will pick up the reading. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation of this New Testament text. Luke 16, 19, familiar story. Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried, and he went to the place of the dead. There in torment he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. Then the rich man said, please Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home for I have five brothers 
I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, no father, Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and, and the prophets, they won't be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. Amen. These are the words of God. You may go to your seats around the building. I want to come to that 31st verse as a sense of focus. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. I want to put a tag on this text tonight. What will it take? What will it take? We had a powerful installation and consecration services past uh, Wednesday night and, and all of our leaders certainly saluted for the strong way you came to worship on Wednesday night and, and Pastor Parks uh, is boy he's some preacher he really we had some kind of worship on Wednesday night what will it take course there's sometimes when you think about the challenges information that is given unto us and what we do with the information many of us look at life as a classroom and we're learning on a regular basis we're dealing with the ups the downs the challenges we're dealing with things that inspire us then of course we are affected by in a negative way the negative events which could impact us so we look at this world that we live in today, rising crime, even suggested in this region that the National Guard be brought to Washington, D.C. to patrol the streets. Crime bills in Maryland that are being debated, persons to a feeling as if what, it is, what will it take in order for persons to start looks, uh, stop doing evil and start doing good? What? will it take? Of course, we know we are, we still need to be the church. We still need to allow the light of Jesus to shine through our lives. We still need to share our testimonies, engage in evangelistic efforts, realizing that men and women ought always to pray and to pray without ceasing. We gather and again, all of this so that we can be impactful in the lives of others. But yet, with all the positive things that we could potentially do, here it is that we now live in an information age. Persons are able to access information so easily. No longer do they have to do extensive research and go to the library. All they have to do is speak into a smartphone. And many of the questions of life can be answered. And now, because of new things like AI, we have to try to figure out what is real, what's true. There again, artificial intelligence is able to now do research quicker. As a matter of fact, there's a loss of jobs. There's a, a things being adjusted. Even this past week, we heard a uh, person who could be a paraplegic 
but have a chip installed in their brain and then being able to have have some kind of activity and being able to still make a difference. What will it take? Well, that brings us to this text. Many of you have the Bibles that you know the words of Jesus because they are in the red letters. And so the words of Jesus, and again, this story, this dialogue, this conversation that is taking place, again, the three main characters of the story, we're dealing with uh, this rich man, this poor man, and then, of course, they're looking at Abraham, the father of the faithful. Jesus is speaking, but again, Jesus is speaking, trying to impact us and affect us in a positive way. Now, I could back up and say, because when you look at the ups and downs of life, about how it is sometimes we are, have tried to get closer to God, but then we have ended up finding ourselves in a backslidden position. Persons will come to God, then they'll drift away. They'll fall away. And then, of course, after they've dealt with some difficulty in life, then, of course, they now have a new attitude about worship. Is, is it the fact that we have to go through the challenges of life in order for us to acknowledge that God is God. The Bible does tell us that every knee is going to have to bow, every tongue is going to have to confess that Jesus is indeed Lord. So the, it is th this reality. Do we have to go through challenges in order for us to have faith? Or, or are those challenges what is, needs to happen? that we become more serious about our faith. Matter of fact, as we look around us and we see miracles taking place, a diagnosis made by a doctor, but then God works a miracle. There are miracles in the room. Persons understand that God not only hears, but he can answer our prayers. Here it is, three areas we want to look at tonight. Number one, Jesus later proves that by simply rising from the dead will not convince people to believe his message. Because here it is in this particular passage, this rich man said, if someone were to come back from the dead, then everyone would believe. Well, we know now, as we zigzag of this story, that that has happened. Jesus did rise from the dead, yet people still did not believe. We'll come back to that. We'll unpack it. The second thing is resist the temptation of getting wrapped up in yourself and taking your eyes off of your faith. That's, again, the challenge because we are human, wrapped up in the flesh. And that's, again, as a driving part of this message, Dr. Warner, that we look at this rich man who lived well every day ate well, lived in New Living Translation, says that he, he lived in luxury. Uh, matter of fact, somebody in the other, other versions, it talks about how he dined in a, in a sumptuous way on a regular basis. So we have to resist that temptation and to understand that temptation is around all of us. And no one is exempt from temptation. You have to realize that there is always going to be the battle between the spirit and the flesh. 
Matter of fact, there is that betwixt and between that's trying to go in one direction but pulled in another direction. Number three tonight, don't wait until it's too late to make the right decision about your life. whole lot of four, four persons, they think they have time. But you have realized that time is filled with swift transition. You have to realize how, how fast time goes along. Here it is, Reverend Emmanuel Williams stood up moments ago talking about his daughter turning 21 on tomorrow. I can still remember when she was born. I can still remember blessing her as a baby. But, but time moves. And time, as you've heard it said, Reverend J.D., it waits for no one. You have to realize what will it take? Sometimes time is a teacher because as I keep living, I keep experiencing the blessings of God. Every day you get up, you realize that God is the one who watched over you all night long. God is the one who can make a way out of nowhere. I can celebrate that this is the reality. What will it take? Backing up, number one, Jesus later proves that by simply rising from the dead will not convince people to believe his message. Just simply, there is a, the ongoing dialogue that Jesus is engaged with uh, with this rich man. The rich man says, I've got five brothers. I need for them to understand that if they do not make a change, that something negative is going to happen to them. Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses, the great leader, look at what Moses had done. And to the prophets, let's start with Moses. Moses dealt with grumbling and complaining. Moses was able to lead them across the Red Sea. He was trying to lead them, my God, into freedom land. And matter of fact, trying to help them to deal with Pharaoh. But in all that Moses was doing, they still didn't trust him. And, and not, and not only that, here it is that now your brother, your brothers have the ability to read the writings of Moses, who was the same miracle Moses who led the, the children of Israel across the Red Sea. And in the middle of the sea, he said, we're going to stop and we're going to have a praise party. And if you're not going to believe that Moses, who are you going to believe? Matter of fact, we could talk about the prophets, all the prophets of the Old Testament. They've been all, they, they've been able to deliver a powerful message. That's why when you read the Bible from a New Testament perspective, there are great messages in the Old Testament. And you can have great messages in Isaiah and Jeremiah. Jeremiah, who got so sick and tired of folk not listening, he said, I, he said I'm going to quit, I'm going to stop. But then Jeremiah, that same Jeremiah said, it feels like fire shut up in my butt. If you won't listen to Jeremiah, if you won't listen to Isaiah, Elijah and Elisha, who are you going to listen to? Your brothers, your, your brothers got all the information that they need, yet they still continue doing what they've been doing. You have to realize that you've got to make change and a shift because God is the one trying to speak a word of truth into your life. And what God, it, what he really indeed wants Vernon the best for you. He's not trying to punish you. He's trying to lift you to a positive place in your life. And I simply want you to trust God 
But what would it take? They said they, they won't be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. And Jesus was talking and he had not gotten to the point yet when he was going to rise from the dead. But Jesus already knew that when he rose from the dead, there would still be unbelievers. Here we are tonight here at Highland Park. We Here we are because we love the Lord. Here it is tonight that we want to draw closer to God and we want to be more and more like Jesus and we want to be that light that is shining in darkness. It's a dark world out there. Dark deeds are taking place with teenagers and preteens who are engaged in carjacking and crime. All these kind of negative behavior when a person can just simply get in their car, drive from Baltimore, and come into Prince George's County and go on a killing spree and then go back home. That's the kind of world that we're living in. And I don't know what it's going to, but I do know that we got to keep on lifting up the name of Jesus. And if those regular reminders in our news do not help us to get serious about our faith, what will it take? What will it take when you got cancer and diabetes and all kind of sicknesses and aneurysms and heart attacks, all the kind of things that could come? You don't know when your moment is going to come. But when you come, when it comes, I want to be ready. And matter of fact, we also don't know when Jesus is coming back again. And when Jesus comes back again, we want to be ready when he comes. We don't want to have to get ready. We don't want to be the ones that say, hold up, I got some business I got to take care of. I got some things that I should have taken care of already. No, I want to be ready. Second thing tonight, resist the temptation of getting wrapped up in yourself and taking your eyes off of your faith. Here it is, verse number 19 is, is a critical verse that we look at when this rich man, this rich man who, who is there uh, in listening and getting into this dialogue, and he, he, he lived a great life. He, had, he lived a great life. Look at what it said. Jesus said he, 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 was, he was nicely dressed. New Living Translation says splendidly clothed. In purple, purple was a was a sign of power. It was a sign of prosperity. That's why we in purple. Purple, you sitting in purple seats right now. Uh, in fine linen, he, who lived each day in luxury. He wasn't. He was first class in everything that he did. Everything that he did, but his faith. And that's where a whole lot of folk are. They are they are first class with everything, but their faith. Their faith, their faith, the least little thing could send you running away. The least little thing that happens, I ain't going there anymore. No, but what will it take that for you to be serious and look past the faults and the flaws of others and, and got to concentrate on the power of God? He was a certain rich man, nicely dressed, eating good. Clothes and food are not going to save you. You need to have Jesus. I don't care what restaurant you can get in. You can go you can go tonight to some of the finest restaurants in the DMV. This is matter of fact, this area, we've got some of the finest restaurants. You can go there and eat well. You can leave tonight rubbing your belly and even with take home. Because you know, when I go when I go out to a restaurant, I'm not only looking at my meal for right then, I'm also looking at it for what I'm gonna eat later. Because sometimes it even tastes 
be better later. I was, I, I did say that I was in Austin, Texas on yesterday and, uh, and, and we were going in for the repast and, uh, the, the ladies were putting the, the food on the tables and, uh, and here's what they brought out. They had, they had red church punch. But wait on, hold on a minute. And banana pudding. Red church punch and banana pudding. Now, I said to them, now, how do you expect us to eat our meal if, if you're going to put the banana pudding out first? And, they, and, 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 they, and, and, and Brother Sproul, they put, they had these little, little cups of banana pudding, little cups of banana pudding. I said, I said, that's, I know, I know that's not going to work for me. I know that's not going to work for me, but I, I, but I realized that it seems like y'all got a whole lot. Uh, of empty seats, and so I, I'm going to take about four of those uh, because for about four of them. They said, "Well, you can take as many as you want." I said, "No, no, no. I, I'm not trying to get sick uh, because I do need to get on a plane. I got three sermons I got to preach this weekend, so don't be messing me up. But I am going to enjoy the moment. Come on, somebody! But the, this man, it says he was splendidly clothed. We're living in a society." Where the other day, a person was walking down the street in their coat, Canada Goose, and they said, I want your coat, at gunpoint. We are living in a society where they were, they'll steal sneakers and they'll steal clothes and all these kind of things, all this kind of negativity. But this man, his religion and his faith was more wrapped up in his stuff. And you've got to realize that stuff doesn't save you. You can buy all the stuff that you want, and it's still not going to save you. And not only is it not going to save you, Zach, it's not even going to satisfy. Because you're just going to start buying more stuff and more stuff and more stuff, and you're still unsatisfied. Here it is, splendidly clothed in purple, fine linen, lived live each day in luxury. But yet when he died, he goes to hell. And he's in that place. Matter of fact, and now we don't know the description, but it says that he gets there and he can see heaven, but he can't get to it. Come on, somebody. I, I, I can see it, but I can't get to it. Matter of fact, I didn't want to see it because the prophets were already trying to show it to me, but I resisted it. But now that I'm in that eternal place, now I want to make a different decision. I'll dig it. I'll dig this out some more tomorrow. But you realize that as he was there, he's in that place. But then the other place is Lazarus. Lazarus was covered with sores. He didn't look good, did not dress in a fine way. Matter of fact, he didn't get the meals at first. He got the crumbs. And now here it is that at the end of the day, that scripture that said the first will be last and the last will be first. Here it is that he is there next to Abraham, the father of the faithful. He said Lazarus at one time was longing for scraps from the rich man tables and dogs would come and lick his open sores. He, he, he didn't look good, but thanks be to God that when you get anchored in the faith, you have to understand that this world is not the end for us. I wish I had a witness tonight. You got to understand that when your body starts to break down, there's something going on on the inside. How God can lift us up from a low place. 
how God can light our fire, how God can be the wind underneath our wings, how we can fly higher, do more, reach others with our faith. That's what God is indeed calling us to do. And that's, that's, that's in the face of all the things that are going on. The poor man died and he was carried by the angels. And the rich man died and he has died and was buried. And as he goes down to that place of torment, now he's uncomfortable, but he's now eternally uncomfortable. What I need to tell somebody that this world can make you uncomfortable, but I thank you that God can turn things around. That's why the third point I'm making tonight, don't wait, hallelujah, until it's too late to make the right decision about your life. You need to move right now. Let God speak to your life. The rich man shouted to Abraham, have some pity. But my God, Jesus already had pity on him. The God already had pity on him. He had his chance. And the Bible said, I'll come to the door and I'll knock on the door, but you have to let me in. Is there anybody here tonight that knows that God has been knocking on your door? He's calling you out and calling you up. I want to do great things in your life. Come on out and come on up, leveling up. That's what God is calling us, not to be satisfied in our yesterday, but us to strive for that which he's going to do in our lives. Is there anybody here tonight? And you can thank God that you turned your life around gave your life to Jesus. Here I am, God. I'm an empty pitcher, and I'm coming before a full fountain, and I'm thanking God that you can fill my cup until it overflows. Is there anybody here tonight, and you don't mind praising God, even on a Saturday night, because Saturday night is out of sight. I will lift up my hands. I will give God the glory. I will give God the praise. Is there anybody here tonight? I can look back over my life and thank God for how far he's brought me. Hallelujah. God can throw out the lifeline. Pick you up. Turn you around. Put your feet on a solid ground. What will it take? I brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Ah, I bless your life. I open up your mind. I open up your spirit. I bless your your bank account. I bless you with your help. I allow you to sleep all night long. You still have a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in. Hallelujah. When I woke up this morning, and when you wake up every morning, you ought to give God praise. Praise him for what he's already done. Praise him for what he's doing right now. Praise him for what he's going to do. Because can nobody do me like Jesus? Yes, Lord. He's a mighty God. A mighty God. A mighty God. Say yes. What will it take? That's that rich man shouted, Father Abraham, 
have some pity. You know, God has pity on us every day. He has love for us every day. And then he gives us the GPS, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. I thank God for the word because the word, that's why he said, I want you to hide the word in your heart because I don't want you to sin against God. What will it take tonight? Somebody can get saved. Somebody can give your life to Christ. Somebody can come out of darkness and come into the marvelous light. What will it take? Lord, I cover now this entire house and even our online cyber sanctuary, Highland Park everywhere. Touch right now for those who might make a wonderful decision to say yes to you. And it's the best yes they could ever say. What will it take? We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for stirring us up so we can be all you would have for us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. The doors of the church are open. We invite you now. Candidate for baptism next weekend. We're baptizing again. We'll be back in the pool. And it comes so fast. But tonight, you want to give your life to Christ? You want to join church? Come on. Slip on out of that row. Come on down here. Give us your hand. But most importantly, give Jesus Christ your heart. What will it take to get you out of that dark space and so that you now can experience the marvelous light of Jesus? Come on, Tori, put some words to that. But if you're here tonight, you want to say yes to the Lord. I want to be baptized. I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow because he told Lazarus, I want you to come dip your finger." that dipping, that word dip in the original language is the word baptize. And even, even in hell, the rich man only wanted a little bit. He didn't want much, just a little bit. And that's why some of us can live raggedy lives because we only want a little bit. Come on, somebody. But I'm calling, I'm, we call, what will it take? So you just, for you to say yes to the Lord. Come on, Tori. Put your words to it. Yes, Lord. Hmm. Deacon Pam is here ready to receive somebody who wants to say yes. Brand new life. Hmm. I want to come. I want to come. I want to commit to Christ. I commit to other stuff. I want to commit to Christ. To Christ. We offer, we offer. To you. To you. Yes, we do. Yes.
Yes, we do. Offer to you. That's it. My sister. Yes, Lord. Clap those hands together. Thank God for each of you in worship tonight, our greeters, our wellness ministry, our ushers, our trustees, deacons, ministers, and lovers of Jesus. Thank you, Tori, for again blessing us as you always do. And we're delighted, excited, and we're praying for your safe travel home tonight. Pray that all is well and safe. And again, we pray for the worship experiences of tomorrow and those who will join us uh, at that time as well. But we say hi to all of those in our cyber sanctuary. And we indeed thank God for the many wonderful things and programs that are going on. Even these classes being announced, you can be anywhere in the country and take advantage of our classes. Amen. And we're grateful for that. Uh, option. And so we certainly thank God for you and we praise God and pray. Thank our media team uh, for their work tonight. And again, we're so grateful for each and every one of you. If you want to sign up at the uh, couple's table for the upcoming event, you can do that after service as well. Thank you, band, and all for your presence tonight and in uh, everybody in worship. Lord, we love you, adore you, magnify your name. Now bless us as we leave this place, never your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Go with God and be strong. I love you to life.